So I'm going to say, <clears throat> hello, welcome to the... Hello, welcome to the Sports Council podcast. No S. Sport, no S. Um, should we grab the other beers to get ready for this? Spider 2Y banana. Great cash, homie. Oh, I didn't even think about Patty Kane and Rose. I yeah, knew, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, a double whammy. Yeah, that's Patty's out for what six to ten six weeks. To 10. Yeah, pro- probably missing uh, beginning of the playoffs, but won't be in shape when he comes back. T- tough one, tough one. What really happened on that play too? It was like he went down, and then instead of just like kind of bracing for the fall, he tried to reach for the puck, and when he reached for the puck, he kind of just like went into the wall. But why did he go down? He wasn't. He, he, it didn't look like he was tripped. He, he just kind of got pushed. Like it wasn't a dirty play. It's yeah. just like normally those are the ones you kind of just like you go into the boards. But he tried. He was like kind of fell and then was trying to hit the puck away. But not, either way, not to mention Notre Dame goes down in basketball to Cuse. Yeah. All those Chicago people are probably Notre Dame fans. <laughs> yeah. Some Buzzcut fans, Wisconsin. Tough, tough time for the Chicago area. Tough time. Tough time. Tough time. Tough time. All right. But anyways. Uh, Started off, you know, we've been uh, we've been you know out of touch for the past couple of weeks, but uh, the boys are back, introducing a new member to the podcast today. You might recognize him from some of the articles. Warzy, Justin Warzoa, say what up to the faithful. What up? It's good to be here. <laughs> Thanks for Justin. having me. Uh, we're gonna start you off today with some college basketball talk. Okay. Then we'll talk about the the combine a little bit, and then all right. for for all you Tiger fans out there, we we'll talk some Clemson Tiger football Ooh, to uh, a little Tiger talk. Yeah, you know, it's 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 you know the slow months. Let's get everyone jacked up in the off season about Tiger football. But love it. Anyways, let's start it off talking about co- college basketball. Obviously, the talk of the town all year has been Kentucky, twenty seven and zero. Doesn't really look like they're going to lose in the regular season. They play Arkansas on Saturday. That's a tough, you know, probably their toughest game in the past couple months, uh, on paper at least. Then SEC tournament. Um, you know, they got a pretty good chance to run the table. Jay, what are your thoughts on Kentucky? I mean, yeah, K- Kentucky's been dominant so far this year. I mean, you you look at the numbers that they've put up. I mean, just obliterating Auburn, putting up 110 their last game. I mean, it's it's nuts. But if that game was at Arkansas. Uh, I'd, I'd be curious to see how that one goes down. Arkansas obviously very good at home, and I think Kentucky is vulnerable. They're they're obviously dominant, but I still think they can be contested. Yeah, I do too. I didn't think they were going to run the table this year, but I think it's more a product of them, you know, getting lucky in a couple games. Uh, Summers on a 
Ole Miss cramping up in that game at Kentucky that went to overtime. That yep. LSU game came down to the wire. Yep. Just a couple close games, and they've just won them. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting with Kentucky this year because they got they're not the usual Kentucky all young guys. They have some veterans this year. Willie Colley Stein to junior. The Harrisons are sophomores. I think the loss of Poitras is going to be big for them though. Come I tournament agree. time, you know he's kind of seemed like that glue that held it together. But at the same time, it could have been a big thing having a. Having Poitras get knocked out because I didn't like the the platoon system. Right, you know, it was fun. Right. I don't. I didn't think that was going to work yeah. in the tournament. And I like, thought that was going to catch catch up to them at least by this time of the yeah, season. Yeah, well, they they had to abandon it when Poitras went down, like a you know, like a month and a half ago. So I think you know that that kind of as much as it hurts them in the tournament, it got them more tournament ready because kind of just playing in the regular system and using their rotations that they're going to use come tournament time. That's true. And as far as the SEC overall, though. How battle-tested do you think they are? They obviously had games down to the wire, close calls, overtime games, but what do you think of the SEC? Uh, the, the SEC is just not very good. I mean, they have but are, a lot worse than we thought going into this. You season. know, I thought Florida I, was going to be good. They're terrible. I don't Vanderbilt know, usually puts up a better fight than this. I think they're okay. There, there's a bunch of pretty good teams, pretty good. but there's yeah. no one. It's just the gap between Kentucky and everyone else is ridiculous. Just that but. Big. I mean, Arkansas, Ole Miss, those are solid squads, they're, I think. They're all solid squads, but, I mean, Arkansas is pretty good. But the other teams, they're all, you know, what are they equivalent to, like, in the ACC? Like an NC State, a Pitt, a Miami? Yeah. Probably, Pro- maybe a UNC, even. No. Maybe. No, I don't think so. In no. Arkansas? No, Arkansas, yeah. So I'm talking about, like, Ole Miss, yeah, Georgia, Ole Miss, those yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 the NC State. Yeah, no, Ar- Arkansas is probably, probably somewhat comparable to UNC. I think UNC is probably a little better. Just more, more talented, more talent, but a better more talented. team. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, more. Eh, Arkansas is pretty talented. More talented, and just they're more battle tested too, playing more tough games. You know, mm-hmm. Arkansas, we we don't get to see them too much against stiff competition. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, so who are some teams that you think have a chance to uh, knock off the Wildcats this year? I mean, right off the bat, you got to look. I like Wisconsin. I like Zona, the Dukies, and perhaps even Gonzaga. I think Duke would be my number one team. I think they have the they have the athleticism to match up, especially down low with Okafor. Justice Winslow's a freak on the court, can guard anybody. Yeah, I just it's just if you know if Okafor gets in foul trouble, I feel like that game's over. I think the key that for Duke though is their guard play. Their guard play is just as good, if not better, than Kentucky's. And, and they and play the, their yeah. best in the biggest moments, uh, yeah. too. I biggest mean, games. Ty, Tyus Jones is a baller. He's he comes baller. up to play in every big game. You know, that UNC game uh, last looked, week. He looked like a lottery pick. So uh, oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah he was, for, you know, making plays constantly. like that all year, but no, yeah, especially yeah. that game. Yeah. And, you know, I think another big thing is, I mean, I know Quinn Cook, I think he missed even like three or four down the stretch, but Cook and Tyus Jones are both 90% free throw mm-hmm. shooters. You know, one of those close game type things. I think, you know, that, that could be the difference against someone like Kentucky. I just I don't know if they can you know if Kentucky feeds a ball inside who's going to stop them. Okafor is a miserable defender. Emil Jefferson's a pretty good defender, but you know there's just too many bodies they're going to throw at him. And then who are you going to throw Marshall Plumlee in to uh, take some big minutes and yeah. stop those guys? That's that's my only worry is the lack of depth on uh, Duke. I know you probably heard Jay Billis say a hundred times that they only have eight scholarship players during <laughs> that North Carolina game. Hundreds then, fair. Then only then only seven against uh, Clemson. But yeah, it's it's the depth. I mean, I think. You know, Grayson Allen's a pretty good player, but it's like, how much can those guys hold up against against Kentucky and the length of Kentucky? I don't know. It's, it's true. Duke's not going to shy away from the moment, though. No, I they, mean, wins at Wisconsin, Sparty, at UVA, at Louisville when they were good, Notre Dame, 
Yep. And if, they have an impressive list of No, wins. they do. And if they play like they did at Wisconsin in the Kohl Center, very tough place to play, they can beat anyone. How they played in that game was unreal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're. I think probably I agree. They're probably the number one uh, – Probably number one good matchup to take down uh, Kentucky at this point. But, uh, what about Wisconsin? Wisconsin's good too because I because I think Wisconsin can kind of just they can test the patience of Kentucky. You know they pass the ball around and and they got you know like six seven guys who can really play. You got Kaminsky who's shooting fifty four percent from the field this year, forty percent from tray ball, yeah. averaging like eighteen points a game, eight mm-hmm. or nine rebounds. I mean, he he's probably. Uh, the favorite to win the award, and I think over Okafor, especially with Okafor missing the last couple of games, that'd be crazy. Two white seniors winning the Wooden Award in a row. Yeah. I, I think no, he deserves it. No one it. would expect it. Yeah, he deserved it at this point. You know, it's like they need a Herculean effort uh, from Kaminsky, like he had against Arizona in the Elite Eight last year. Like, what do you have, like 28 and 8 in that big one? So, yeah, right. something like that. Um, Travion Jackson, when he comes back, what, what does he bring to the table? You know, he got hurt in that Rutgers game. Um, before last night, that was their only loss. No Kaminsky, Travion Jackson got hurt. So with them together, I mean, yeah, they could, they they definitely have a chance to pull the upset. Let me ask you this though: What's Wisconsin's signature win on the year? That that's that's a good question. They really they really don't have any. Their, their two best wins, I'd say, are home against Oklahoma or neutral site against Oklahoma, and at Iowa. Yeah, no, and I and I was falling apart. I was yeah, they're falling apart. Those are probably their two best wins. Now they play Sparty, and they're at Ohio State, and they're at Minnesota sandwich between. I think that'll tell us a little more about this Wisconsin team. Yeah, no, definitely. I think yeah, there's still questions to be out answered about Wisconsin, and it's just as we said, it's like, what do we get when uh, when Jackson comes back? Is he right. back? Is he full full speed ahead leading the squad, or is he kind of? You know, a little slow playing like fifteen minutes a night. That's another question. So you said you said Gonzaga. What uh, what intrigues you about them? I mean, they're talented. They are. Talented. They're, they're a good they squad. Are talented. I mean, they're, they're like, I mean, the one loss in overtime at Arizona. Yeah, no one wins at the McHale Center. Too. Like, no, I, no one wins there. That that, and they they actually probably outplayed Arizona. In that yeah, game. I mean, Sh- should have won. Fell by three in OT. I think it was sixty nine, sixty six. Um, I mean, that's a tough loss. Wilcher uh, has won a national title yeah. at Kentucky. He's been there before. He dropped 45 the other night. He's a stud. I mean, Pangos has been one of the most efficient players in basketball. Pangos. Then you got Wesley, uh, Karnowski, and uh, Sabonis, Arvidas Sabonis' son. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all, all those guys are averaging at least 9.6 a game. Then Gary Bell Jr., who was their go-to guy last mm-hmm. year, is uh, you know is, is another guy. So that's six guys averaging at least eight points a game. They got enough scores to hang with Kentucky. They certainly do. And, you know, they got some length inside. It, you know, they, they could be a tough matchup for Kentucky, but I think for anyone to be Kentucky, they're going to have to shoot the three well from outside. And, if you know, if Wiltshire, who's shooting 47% from Trey this year, can get hot, I mean, that that's yeah, yeah that definitely gives them a chance. Um, I just kind of worry about them guarding, guarding Kentucky. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, Pangos is pretty good, but like, can he slow down the Harrisons? Can he slow down Devin Booker? You know, that's that's the one thing. It's like guard play comes so big in the tournament, and you know, wh- which Harrison twins do we get? Do we get the ones that are hitting, you know, running the floor well and then hitting the game-winning shot, or we get the one turning the ball over all the time and you need to bench for half the game? Right, and I think that's a fair fifty-fifty question. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you just you just don't know. It's it's the night that they you know they're not gonna, they, you know there's probably going to be a night in the tournament where they're turning the ball over. Did Devin Booker and Tyrola step up or not? And that's that's gonna you know that'll be the answer to whether Kentucky can run the table or not, in my opinion. 
But um, another one you mentioned, the last team you mentioned, Zona. Zona. You know I love Zona. My preseason pick. I know you love Zona. I just I think that you know when they put their their best five on the floor, it's just as good as any five Kentucky can have. I agree. Stanley Johnson, I think, is as good as any freshman in the country. If the Knicks miss out on Okafor, wouldn't wouldn't hate to see Stanley in the uh, blue and orange. There you go. He's um he can just ball out. He, he's a stud. Ashley, who got hurt last year, is a is a big big factor for them, averaging eleven point three and five rebounds. Hollis Jefferson came off the bench last year, was a big factor. And then McConnell and York in the uh, in the backcourt, you know, they, they're battle-tested guards who have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. It's like, I trust those guys in the tournament. I know Arizona seems to lose in heartbreaking fashion in Elite Eight every year. But, um, I, I you know, I, I still like them. They got uh, Tarzuski as well. Um, just they, They're they big enough, and they have the guards. I, I just – I think they can play with Kentucky. But at the end of the day – Anyone can play their perfect game, but it's still going to come down to, you know, that you need a little bit less than Kentucky's perfect game because them at their best, no one can touch. So you have Duke, then Arizona for – Duke, then Arizona probably. Your, okay. um, just just matchup-wise. And, and Okafor could take over a game. He could get – if, you know, if Collie Stein gets in foul trouble trying to slow down Okafor early and vice versa, you know, same way. If one of those two happens, I think the game turns turns very much um, – I don't know. Yeah, it's there. There's a lot, a lot of things. Who, who are some, uh, who are some sleepers you got? All right, I'll, I'll throw out one team that I, I got a few, but one team that I wouldn't be surprised to see make the Final Four or lose in the first round is Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I could see him doing either of that because Jaren, uh, Jaron Grant's good enough to lead that team to the Final yeah. Four, no problem. <laughs> that, that's been the recipe: a guard that takes over the tournament. Yep, it's, you, you see, he's his surrounding cast is just as good as Kemba's was last year. But if Jaron's off yeah. in round one, or they, they can contain him, that they could easily go down. Yeah, no, they could definitely go down. You saw last night, they yeah. they didn't shoot the they ball well from three. They and have they, a bad shooting yeah, I mean, if you don't shoot well from three against Syracuse, you're going down every time. And, uh, yeah, they could they can lose some, lose some games like that. But, yeah, I could definitely see them making a big run in the tournament. It's just Jerry and Grant. It's like, if you told me he led, led Notre Dame to the Final Four, averaging 27 points a game in the tournament, yeah, I'd be like, yeah I w- it wouldn't surprise me at all. He, he's He's that good. We got to have him on our radar for our uh, player pool over there. Oh, de- definitely for, for the sure player, for pool. player pool. He'll be uh, he'll be one of the one of the top picks. We'll see. We'll see what the draw gives us there. Yeah. Virginia, Virginia. Virginia. That's nuts. Let's, let, let's hear thoughts on Virginia. Uh, Assuming they have Justin Anderson, or it's, it's it's another thing like Trayvon Jackson. What Justin Anderson do we get? You know, it's like it does he come back and is he, you know, the player he was who looked like you know surefire lottery pick, a stud. Or as you come back, struggle shooting the ball, coming off the broken wrist, you know, he's a little out of shape. But uh, it's good to see Brogdon has stepped up in his absence. Uh, Anthony Gill's still averaging 11-7. I think they have enough to get them there. I really think, again, for them, it's just matchups. You know, they're the best defensive team in the country. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're shutting everyone down. But if they play a high-tempo uh, high team who just kind of pushes the ball on them and gets them out of their comfort zone, like you saw Duke do a lot, uh, in the second half in their comeback, they could lose. I could see Virginia losing just based on a matchup, yeah. which happened you know last year. Who they lose to? Michigan State. Right. So, you know they probably would have beat anyone else. Yeah, Sparty was record. hot. Yeah, Sparty's Sparty, another. That's a Sparty was hot. Popular sleeper pick for this year. As Not all, even a as always. I mean, you pick Sparty every year as a sleeper you pick. Sparty. But yeah, so so I mean those we've talked about six teams. The other two teams, Kansas and Villanova probably round out the top eight this is a strange year that you probably have the top eight you know for you know all the ones and two seeds already picked out yeah 
the, who, who can hop up? Who's who's ranked ninth right now? Notre Dame, they lost the other night. Yeah, no, I, Northern Iowa's 10, which I say is 11. I look at, ne- neither of them are hopping. I look at maybe, maybe Iowa State. They win the big uh, 12 tourney. Yeah, and knocking Kansas out. And I, I love yeah. watching Iowa State play. I, I think it's a I lot do, of too. fun. It's, they're, they're one of my Georgia's favorite teams to watch. Yeah, they're fun. They push the pace. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I feel like if Virginia plays a team like that, you know, they could they could get knocked out a little early. Say they're a two three matchup. Virginia goes down the Sweet Sixteen. We're all like, oh, Virginia's a failure, but it just comes down to matchups in the NCAA tournament. I could also, if, if Utah were to win the Pac twelve tourney, yeah, they they could steal the two seed. Uh, yeah, uh, if they, they win the tourney, they, uh, I think. I, I mean, know. it would depend on how the rest uh, would shake yeah, out, but it would. I'm not really sure after after that Oregon loss. I'm I'm not really sure about that one. They, 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 or, or, I mean, playing at Oregon, it's not a bad loss. Yeah, but I'm saying to be a top two seed. Yeah, well, they, yeah, we'll see how they close. We'll see, we'll see, I mean, those are those are two maybes. I mean, it'd have to be a lot of crazy stuff to happen for for the for either of those to sneak in. Like Kansas lost to Kansas State, but we need them to lose a couple more times. But I don't know. We so. It's gonna be an exciting tournament. I'm I'm real pumped for the uh, for the conference tournaments to start. You know mm-hmm. the lower level ones in a week or two, and then uh, and then we got the March Madness. I think uh, I think it tips, of off, tips off on Mar- March 18th or something like that. Maybe March 19th, Thursday. We got the first four games on Tuesday and Wednesday. So without further ado, I think we're gonna hit up some uh, closest to the pin college basketball style Mm -hmm. and um before we do that though we have to do a correction from uh last time (laughs) kurt and i battled it out the jerry rice question we didn't calculate it very dumb i was frustrated i actually won that question won it what was the jerry rice for most career super bowl yards most career super bowl yards i was closer so i took it down maintained the lead maintained the lead on aggregate in every single way (laughs) kurt Kurt not here to defend himself i'm sure he's gonna be a little uh, he'll have something to say next time he's on the cast he'll have a rebuttal next time but but i mean fair and square you can add up the numbers go listen uh your boy was champ again let's see if i can pull it off again today so pull it off again so we're sticking with college basketball first part of the program here we only have five questions today so we have five college basketball questions we got History of the NCAA tournament questions. So, so how are we gonna do this? You gonna do your? You gonna write them down? I'll write them down. Yeah. So yeah. Jay, so Jay answers first. Yeah. So you you'll answer first. Take your time. Okay. And then Michael Michael rebuttal. He'll he'll write them down before you say it. So make sure he's not cheating. Good deal. No calculator over there. What do no you got? Calculator. I'm gonna type it on the uh, word sheet. All right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like they're so mad. Yo, what's the easiest way to write something on a phone? A number. So you had to write like twenty five point two. Notes. No. Calculate, <laughs> calculate, calculate, dude. Look how easy this is. <laughs> it is cheating though. Right. But anyway, no. All right. So way easy. It's funny business over there. All right, college basketball theme closest to the pin questions today. So starting off, f- total wins for Tom Izzo only at Michigan State. Only at Sparty. Hmm. Justin. Six eighty nine. Went way lower. 467. 486. Oh. Very close. Nice. When, when he get to Sparty? I would, assume, I would Sparty? assume he's probably probably been there with that, with that number, like yeah. 17 years. 95 was his first year. Okay, next question. So Kentucky holds the record for most tournament bids, not necessarily appearances, but times they've been invited to the NCAA tournament. How many times? Do you have an answer, Justin? 47. Mike? 76. 53. Oh, Jay's closer. There we nice. go. There we I'm go. On the board. 
So when, did, when was the first year of the tournament? First year of the tournament, their first bid. I, I thought it was like 1939 with. Uh, this doesn't give their a first bid. It only, only, the, only their most recent on my bid. There have been 76 tournaments. Yeah, I was. I was yeah, 53 bids for Kentucky. Next closest is North Carolina with 45. Yeah, no, that was a horrible guess by me. Terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible guess. That was like how many tournaments? There have been like 76 tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. So this is in Division One history. Of the NCAA, who is the single season scoring leader? A single player for the season. How many total points did this, this player have? Total points, not average. Total points. Total points? Total points. Don't touch that calculator. I'm not touching that again. I ain't got no calculator. <laughs> Give you a hint. It was by Pete Maravich. I, I know it's by Pete Maravich. In 1970. He shouldn't have said that. What he averaged? 44 and a half per game. Adam Reddick, whatever you got. Right. Jay? Uh, 1389. Mike? 1340. 1381. <sighs> you guys are both very close. Very impressed with that one. Did you actually know? Off? Did you actually know how much he averaged? I was. No. But I, I was going <laughs> to. I, no, I assumed he averaged 40. Uh, that, that was the number I was going so with. So you. Oh, yeah. Nice. I assume you played 30 games. Did uh, yeah, 31, 32. Did like 44. Did times 44. Yeah, was a couple. Yeah. Nice. All right, moving on. So, another historical question in Division One history. Um, David Robinson holds this record: most blocked shots in a game. In one one game? single game. 1986. I'll say 16. 19. 35. Holy. 35? <laughs> 30. Oh, my God. I saw that. I was like, that's the most ridiculous stat I've ever heard. 35. 35. That is. Wow. I don't know I don't know what game he did it in. He must have been playing historical little system. I mean, you know, he was an animal. I mean, and you got to think, <laughs> think of who Navy probably played back then. They, you know, they don't play the toughest schedule. Yeah. He was probably playing. He was probably against some other, like, military academy. At some point, though, you just chuck threes. Yeah. <laughs> like, this <laughs> clearly isn't working. What, what, we what, haven't wait, what year was it? Uh, 1986. Okay, so there was a three-point line. 35. Just a monster. That's absurd. Chris, you beast. 2-2. This is is it? All right. This is the final question. All right. Question number five for the win. Guest guest Justin Warzoa bringing the heat today. Here we go. All right. So UCLA holds this record for the most weeks ranked at number one. How many weeks total? This is in the history of their program, not in a row. They won like 10 titles in a row. How many weeks were they number one during that time? Jay? 278. Mike? 387. 134. Really? Yeah. Their first year at number one was 1964. So how how many weeks are in college basketball season? About. Like 30? Like 20? I was assuming it at like 16. I was assuming like 20. And then I just, you know, 10 years in a row when they were like, when they won every title, I figured they were number one for most of them. I guess not. Yeah, 134. Jay, Jay takes it. That was way lower than I thought. All right, all right. We'll <laughs> take it. The guest. Okay. 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 All right. Moving on. Disappointing loss. It's a tough one. Uh, You're a little rusty. We haven't done this in a while. Still, tough pill to swallow. Tough one. Jay, Jay, uh, Jay got me today on the guesses. So, uh, <laughs> he loves to bring that up. <laughs> And uh, so we're we're gonna take it take it to uh we're gonna talk a little bit about the combine, um, you know obviously 
Winston, Mariota, that, that's the biggest debate. Jay, give me your thoughts on what you thought about the two. Who do you, who do you think's got the upper hand after the combine? What did you like? What didn't you like? I thought they were both great. Um, I've liked Winston more from the start, and nothing that happened at the combine changed that for me. No. He was pretty unathletic, but that's Surprisingly fine. unathletic. Surprisingly unathletic, but I that's fine. he was going to run faster than five flat. That's fine, yeah. though. It's no big deal. I mean, deal. it's fine, but I was surprised yeah. by that number. I thought I, I thought he was going mean, to do a little better. Yeah, yeah I, w- I was a little surprised. Um, he still moved, but I, I as much as this hates, hey, yo, I hate to admit this as a as a Tiger fan, I'm a, I'm a big Jameis Winston fan. I... I hate. I just love his swagger. I just kind of tr- trust the guy. You know, it's, it's like you yeah. always think he's gonna get the job done. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just one. You know, that Florida State team that just didn't lose until they finally got smacked. You know, Winston. He he just believes in himself. He throw he throws the ball great. I mean, he's got an NFL arm. And all you hear about the past couple, you know, past week or so is his his football intelligence. You know, surprising a lot of people. And you know, like, w- w- Winston. I think Winston's gonna be good. I, I think he's definitely got the upper hand on Mariota, especially just because. His transition is going to be much easier, not having to go from the spread to pro style offense. Definitely, and Mariota throws to wide open people at Oregon. Yeah, wide open. Yeah, yeah I mean, he hasn't he, had to force it into these tight windows. Yeah, Mari- it, yeah. I mean, Mariota's done a better job of not turning the ball over, but that completely correlates with wide open windows where Jameis is trying to force it into this little area. Yeah, definitely. You see. Mariona's kind of like a first read check down guy, get it to a playmaker. You rarely see him go through his progressions. J- Jameis at times struggled this year going through his progressions. Notre Dame game, the first guy wasn't open. He forced a couple balls. But I just think his his arm, too, is a little bit stronger. Even even everyone was worried about his arm strength. He came out just rocking the ball over the place. I I mean, unless the box are worried about his, uh, his off-the-field issues, I think he's going to be number one pick. I don't really see, see uh, Mariota going over him. Um, I agree. You, you agree? So where do you see Mariota going? I'll say this as a Jets fan. Fr- from the get-go, I would have been very happy with Winston, and I still would be. Mariota, I feel like, could be a great quarterback in the league if he goes to the right team in the right system, and the Jets are not that team or that system. Yeah, not- <laughs> no, Nothing good comes from the New York Jets. So yeah. if you're going to the Jets, you're not going to be good. So I, I don't think it would work out well with Mariota. I think Winston has the personality, the charisma, the swagger to take on New York and push through those tough times that he might have. And I think he could rally the team. I don't think Mariota can do that. But also, if you're the Jets sitting there at six, if you don't take Mariota and then he goes on to have this great NFL career, well, well th- then you're just being the Jets. Obviously, it's the Jets. If they if they don't take him, he's going to be a stud. If they take him, he's a bust. <laughs> And um, so, what do you think? But you, you think you don't think he falls past the Jets? I don't think he falls past six, but I don't necessarily no. think that's the Jets taking him. Yeah. you don't Someone think the Titans take him? They, no. I, I think they, they should. should. I don't think Mettenberger's not yeah. the guy. If, if you're sold on Mettenberger, then I, I, I mean, good luck. I don't think <laughs> the Titans that. are. I just don't think Wizenhunt wants a guy like that. He wants a more pro style guy. I think he'd rather go with a guy like Sean Mannion in like the second or third round instead of going with the guy like Mario. That's just what Wizenhunt wants. He wants a big, tall, prototypical quarterback. Um, strong armed. So who's third right now? Is it is it Mannion? third? Third is Jacksonville. They're not going to no, take. Who's quarterback. third ranked quarterback? Oh, uh, Bryce Petty, or, Garrett Grayson, Brett Hundley. Yeah, depends. Who, who's who's your three? Probably go Petty third. I I'd probably yeah, Petty look good at the con. I'm a Petty, I'm a Petty guy. Petty, he, Petty he, look, a he can sling the ball. I I, I trust Petty. Um, Hundley, I think in the right system 
could be very good. I'm not that he's high. A risk. I'm he's not a that huge high. He's a risk. But you know who he reminds me of? Josh Freeman. I can see a whole Josh Freeman situation again. He has some good games early before kind of just falling apart. Well, I, I mean, if you're if you're the Eagles in like the second or second round, probably maybe third round. If Hundley's there, I don't think Hundley's there in the third. Round. Oh wait, well, may, may, maybe in the second. I think he would be there in the second. I don't know. Quarterbacks are always overdrafted. If, you know, he he ran pretty well. What did he run? He ran a uh, four six three. Measured at six three. That wasn't surprising though. No, it wasn't surprising. I'm saying he's he is what everyone thought he was, and people thought he had a chance to be a first round pick. Quarterbacks are always overdrafted. You know that. And, you know, everyone will get high on him coming into the draft. A lot will come into how he throws in his pro day and whatnot. So, Well, if you're the Eagles in the second round and he's there. Oh, wait, oh if he's there in the second round, you take him in a heartbeat. Okay. I think he'd be good for their system. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. If he goes to a system like that, if you're the Eagles, do you really need to trade away everything for Mariota if you can get no, I think Hundley you'd be, in the second round? I think you, yeah, I agree. Or maybe trade a little to move up a little in the second round? Yeah, they'd probably have to move up in the second Which, round. I think at this point, you know, you never know what's going to happen with all the evaluations. But at this point, it seems like he'll probably be an early second rounder. But how about this for the Eagles, too? Brian Bennett. W- w- Mariota's, or uh, I guess, old, His old co-backup. Yeah, that he I lost mean, the starting job yeah, to I mean, the starting competition. That'd be interesting. That uh, was a good competition, too. I it, remember that. That wasn't like a uh, Mariota's the starter, Bennett. No, Chip, know, Chip Kelly behind. just Chip Kelly just loved Mariota, but you know he, he recruited Bennett too. He's yeah. a Bennett fan. I could definitely see them taking a, a taking a chance on him. He had a real good combine. You know, ran like four eight one, you know, a little faster than than uh, Petty. Jumped high. You know, he he looked athletic, which I think is big for Mariota's system. Yep. More athletic than Foles or Sanchez or any of the guys they they had there the last year. So yeah, I definitely think that's a possibility for them. That'd be interesting. You know, all the Oregon, all you know. Screwing around with transfers and you know Vernon Adams coming in, right. former transfer coming back to Chip Kelly. The Oregon network's just expanding. Just expanding. Now, so, uh, let me ask you, moving on from the quarterbacks a little bit here, it's a very deep wide receiver class. Um, love the wide receiver. Love class. it. Maybe maybe not as top heavy as last no. year. Definitely not as top heavy as last year, but very deep. Uh, first, Amari Cooper or Kevin White. This is a tough one for me. I've been, I've been high on Kevin White, but I feel like everyone's nitpicking Cooper and no one's nitpicking White. I think Cooper's still higher for me. He just he's just a playmaker. The du- the dude's a stud. Um, I would you know I trust Cooper. I feel like White's the guy everyone wants to put over Cooper and say he's better. I mean he ran a great time running a four three five, and uh, he's a very good receiver. Great with the ball in the air. But I mean we've all known Cooper's the best receiver. I feel like we're looking for things to knock Cooper down and bring White up, and that's why there's talk of him going ahead of him. Who do you like? Who would you rather? Uh, the, who would you rather the Jets take? I'd rather Cooper as well. Um, I, I view, I view Cooper what, what's as safer. I think. Uh, I think, and uh, Cooper as a higher ceiling. Really, most people think the opposite. So that's interesting to hear I, that. I, I just, I just think that Kevin White. I mean, he can run fast, but the dude, he just, he's, he just catches the ball. He's solid. I think Cooper. Cooper does too. Yeah, but Cooper's Cooper's so smooth. I think he's got a chance to be that stud. He that is smooth. That's Sandy why I think he's. Stuff. I think White's more raw. I think that's why he potentially has a higher ceiling. But I, I view Cooper as literally Sammy Watkins. Yeah, um, but but it, maybe a little. Maybe it's biased. A little but less. A, a little less. Than yeah, Sammy. no, that's what I, that's what I'm saying <laughs> too. Less. He could be unreal. But you know, White. I feel like you know he's, he's pretty good. He's raw. Like you know, you, you'll get. He's yeah. The the one thing with uh, Cooper though. Uh, what was it? A the, chance to be unreal, was it the vertical or the broad jump that he really underperformed in? And there was some statistic that 
people with, I don't know if it was vertical or broad his, his, jump. His vert was only 33. Yeah, uh, wide really? receivers with the vertical under, like, 34 it was. Yeah. yeah. Like, they don't make it past the league after, like, 90% of them yeah. don't make it. I mean, that's not going to apply to Cooper, but it is kind of a – it was yeah, surprising. That, to, that like, was surprising. Like, to his athleticism, like, I, I thought he'd be jumping 40 inches. Yeah. I, I just – yeah, I, I think – I mean, yeah, I, I definitely did too. I thought he'd be up there. You know, it could have been working on other things, some speed. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think I, I just like Cooper. You know, I just all, all year roll tide roll. He was making plays. Um, they knew the ball was coming to him at receiver. He still couldn't stop him. And you know, even with Blake Sims throwing him the ball, he, yeah. he was, he was standing out. I just think Cooper has the chance to be something real special. And I think White can be good, but I don't know if he can be as great as Cooper has the ability to be. Yeah, I, you I, think? I, I think White could be great. You think White could be great? I think White could be great. I like White, but, but I don't think he can be great. I don't think he could be a Sammy Watkins, an Odell Beckham, a Mike Evans. I don't think he's that good. But I think Cooper could be that good. And that's what I mean by saying Cooper has a chance to be something special and White's more – White's on a lesser level. And after that, you have guys like uh, Devontae Parker, Doriel Green-Beckham, and Jalen Strong – uh, Sammy Coates, Sammy Coates, Devin Nelson. Smith even's gotten so much yeah, momentum. Nelson Aguilar, no. Devin Funches. Aguilar has been kind of under the radar. And under which, the radar, he he could sneak in the end of the first round. I mean, he's been under the radar. Yeah. No one's talking yeah, about no, him. I'm, like, yeah, it's crazy. Who else? Uh, who else we got there? But who who do you Rash- like? Then? Rashad Green, Florida State. Who's my three? Who do you do you like? Parker at three. Pa- Parker's my three. I think Parker Parker's unreal. Pa- Parker balled out when he played, even coming back from injury. You know, he was like barely could breathe and couldn't even play that much and was still popping off for like nine and 150 and two touchdowns yeah, in mean, multiple games. Dude is an animal. But I, I, Jalen Strong, I know you're a Jalen Strong guy. I, I like Jalen. I, I like Parker more, yeah. but the, the wild card in this is Green Beckham. Yeah. Because, I mean, he could easily be the best receiver in this class, yeah, no, but we, we don't know, he, but he could be. F- physically, he's unreal. He measured in at 6'5", 237. Just Calvin size. Cal- yeah, Calvin size has the ability. His off the field issues were a little bigger than kind of gets spread out, which is rare for these days. Like, you know, normally anything happens, it blows up. He actually had some pretty serious, uh, serious things against him. So, I mean, we'll see if he got it together. I mean, he was the number one overall recruit coming out of high school as a wide receiver, which is just unbelievable. Stuck. That doesn't happen. Nope. And uh, yeah, if Green Beckham, I I would you know wouldn't hate someone taking a flyer on him, and in even the early twenties, I could see him sneaking into the teens maybe, but I just think he's probably going in the twenties. Now, yeah, and I, I agree that I'd much rather have him in the teens though than I would Cooper at six to the Jets. If I'm the Jets and I want a receiver, I'm doing everything I can to trade back and yeah. take a Parker and maybe at twelve or like a you know a Green Beckham in the late teens. And hopefully get another pick rather than because I, I don't think the separation between the top yeah. guy and the fifth guy no, is that yeah, big. It's, it's not like yeah, it's not like last year where there was definitely Watkins was number one and then Evan, Sammy Doe. Then yeah, Sammy Doe. Then Evans and uh, Evans and Beckham were right behind, and then like kind of fell off to Benjamin. This year, there's legitimate five guys who could go in the first round, and any you can make a case for any of them could be the best. Now, what about a running back? Does a running back go in the first round? Does Gordon go? Yeah, I, I honestly, you... I, I hope if if the boys don't, you know, if the boys don't sign Demarco, I want Gurley. Yeah, well, I was gonna. Do you draft Gurley in the first round, or do you try to trade? I guess in the beginning of the second, or is he going? Is Gurley going first? <laughs> it it kind of depends. It's it really just depends. It's like, do the Cowboys sign Murray? 
do the Seahawks sign Lynn? It's it's you know they could draft a running back anyway. It's just it's kind of what happens with those big name running backs. If the Seahawks don't sign Lynch and Gurley's there, that's just a natural fit. <sighs> yeah, it like, is a natural fit. I mean, I love the way Gurley runs. I hope he comes back from this ACL injury. I, I do too. I would I'm love him to be hard. a ca- I would I'd, love him to be a Cowboy. I love I, him to be a Cowboy. I'd much rather him than Gordon too. Yeah, me I too. I don't even think it's close. I mean, I, I the only reason it's close is because of the ACL tear. Yeah. If you're taking a running back. You're hoping he, he pans out. Gordon's good, but I mean Gurley's just something special, man. No one can. Gordon's tell great, yeah. but Gurley is Gurley's, special. Gurley's Gurley. Yeah. yeah. If he didn't tear his ACL, he could have gone down as one of the greatest college football players of all time. Absolutely. Eh. I, well, uh, the best so. running backs. Did he ever even rush for a thousand yards? I believe so. For a thousand, I don't know. He was always hurt and sharing. No, time. I think he maybe his, maybe his freshman year he caught a thousand. I think he caught a thousand, but oh yeah, yeah, his freshman year, obviously when he was dominating, he ran for almost fourteen hundred yards. But neither the last two years, he got to a thousand yards. So I mean, but what was his average? His, was... his average yards for carry list past year was averaging seven point four <laughs> yards a pop in the SEC. <laughs> I wouldn't say. I, I mean, he would have went down as you know great college uh, college football player, but I wouldn't say he's one of the best ever. He was just so hindered by those injuries. Hindered and the suspen- with the suspension as well. He missed you know, he missed four a couple games during the year, I think it was four games, you know, came back and even if he came back in, you know, you, you I mean he was a great running back and I watching I think him play. Stud. Watching him play was unreal, you know. It's like when people talk about it's like, Oh, uh, you know, watch people try and tackle Herschel Walker, Bo Jackson, like that's you know, that's the kind of thing you get with Todd Gurley. Cause, I mean, as we know as Clemson fans, he's a tough man to tackle, dominated us two years in a row. Crazy that sidetracking a little bit, but Chubb can be better. Chubb could be <laughs> like, better. Chubb could be better if he, sta- if he stays healthier. But, I mean, a, you'll see some of his carries decrease next year if Marshall's healthy, uh, Sonny Michelle, if he's healthy. It's, it's it, That's the thing with the stable of Georgia running backs. It's, they can all run. It's just who's healthy enough to hand the ball. But I'm, I'm excited to see what Chubb can do. Hopefully he stays healthy. So on, on from the running backs, talk about a uh, former running back, former tight end, now defensive end, pit, now future linebacker, Vic Beasley. <laughs> Victor. Victor. Unreal combine. 35 of the bench press. Ran a 4-5-3-40. Jumping out of the building. How impressed were you with Vic? Or did you expect it? Waiting at 246? I was pumped by his weight. I didn't expect the 35. That was what I was most impressed the with. The 35 was the thing I was expecting most, I think. I, so? I was most yeah. impressed with the vertical. I was impressed with the vertical, too. What was it, 41? 41. Or 41 and a half or 41? <laughs> either, either way. Either, either, either way. way. Either way. Just absolutely absurd numbers. Just jumping out of the building. He's I mean, he's a freak athlete. Thir- 35 is ridiculous, in fairness. Yeah. Was, Flowers was the leader with 37 in 30, offensive 37, lineman. 37, he tied defensive Anything lineman for the 30 most. 30 is freakish. I mean, he tied defensive yeah. line for the most. Yeah, Clowney only – I mean, Clowney has long arms, but he only threw up 21 last year. Yeah. <laughs> but m- more than Beasley even – I was really impressed with Stephon Anthony's forty. I was shocked. Four, like, five, six, I, I, yeah, unreal. Yeah, uh, that, yo, that that cl- that ACC speed. Nah, no, just kidding. That Tiger speed. <laughs> that Tiger, that tiger speed. speed. They were flying around out there. Even Tavares Barnes running a four eight. Yeah, was right. pretty impressive. So, yeah. I think I think we're starting to get into it. We might as well just go with the Tiger talk now. And, and well, get Gary Peters, by the way, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> so you know, I'm not Beasley a... and Stephon Anthony were both faster than Gary Peters. Yeah, what did Gary Peters on? Four six one, I think yeah, it was four, the official. Four six one. Yeah. He needs to have but, a good but time. But that's what Bashad Breeland. Ran, yeah, so. but Bashad Breeland's a little longer. Yeah, Gary he's Peters definitely is six long. feet. Uh, Peters isn't. You know, I'm not a huge Peters guy either. He, hopefully, he could become a solid nickel corner. Yeah, I, yeah, but which, he he needs to be faster. He needs to run the four five for sure. Four five five or better in the pro day, I think, to uh, 
to kind of get a spot as a nickel. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if he's going to get drafted. Yeah, I, I mean. Right now, right now, probably not. He has to run a much better team. I'd rather Robert Smith than yeah. Gary Peters. I hope, I hope Robert Smith balls out in his, uh, his pro day. Yeah, no, Stewart, though. Tony Stewart, man. I, I was kind of surprised he didn't get invited. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah. Can't invite everyone, but a lot of ti- lot of Tigers. Hot Rod coming back for Pro Day this year. Hot Rod. We, we, got, a, we got an exciting lineup. I think they said, I think it's March 5th, day, day before your birthday, is going to be Pro Day this year. What I think bode well, bodes well for Stewart is that he has experience being like a full-time special teams player. Oh, yeah, so definitely. He, he can make a roster that way of being a tenacious special teams player and, you know, a, a good fill-in uh, on defense. So I, I hope someone takes a chance. I mean, someone definitely will sign someone, him, he'll, but he'll I, I, hope he, yeah. I hope he – Hopefully uh, he sticks. Yeah. yeah, I hope he sticks. All right, so let's talk about the schedule next year, Jay. Ooh. What do you think about it? Well, give me your initial thoughts when you first saw it. What did you, you first think? Well – Shit. My, my initial, <laughs> yeah, my my initial thoughts were this is brutal, but that that's already knowing who Clemson was going to have home and away. Yeah. Because the fact that the majority of their or their three hardest games are home, yeah, I, I, we already knew that. Yeah. So seeing how the schedule came out, seeing Florida State at the end of the year, yeah, I like that. I like they pushed that towards the end. I don't. Well, no, no, I mean, that, that's better for the ACC, but it's not better it's, for Clemson. It's, I mean, last year would have been great to have yeah. you know, have the opposite. Exactly. Clemson, you know, was kind of you know new quarterback, Deshaun kind of restarting. Deshaun would have been the starter, killing it by then. We probably would have kicked the shit out of them. Yeah, you know, for sure, for sure. And then, uh, and then this year, it's like Florida State's got the new quarterback. You know, they they have to kind of figure things out when they get them at the end of the year. By the time they figure it out, so on the Clemson side of things, you got you. You, you like it at the end of the year, but you wish it would have stayed at the end of the year for every single year instead of flip-flopping. It's it, it's kind of works in Florida State's favor last year and this year. And But we're still going to wax them in the Valley. Also, I mean, Thursday night, beginning of the year at Louisville. Tough, that's tough. Tough, and tough that, game that's, early on. Uh, this is after two, so start off with Walford at home. Okay, whatever. Game that, gave us trouble a couple years ago. Th- then you get App State at home. App State's scary tough. And I'm, I'm not going to say... Clemson's past that. No, I'm gonna say Clemson's past that point of having to worry about App State at home. But a few years ago, App State has what 20 returning starters. They have like the fourth longest FBS winning streak. Yeah. A, I mean, a few years ago, this would have been like a like we should win, but I, I hope we do. I mean, it's a tougher game than like a Wake Forest at home. Yeah, no, it, it is. For but sure. I mean, that that won't be a problem. It shouldn't be. But then, but turning I, around from that to Louisville on Thursday night is not what you're looking for. And then what? What do we have? Like two months off, and then we play Notre Dame. Is yeah. that is that how it works out this year? Sixteen days off. So we have our Thursday night game. And then we have our bye, and then we don't have a bye the rest of the year. I mean, that's just brutal. September seventeenth to October third. Mm, that's a long. That's a long. I mean, layoff. It, but if you can, if you can, you know, you win that App State game, you win that Louisville game, you're three and zero, and you you're just gearing up. That's sixteen days off. You got Notre Dame, then Georgia Tech. So hopefully, you can get a little Georgia Tech prep in during that bye week. You, you got to focus on. You got to focus you can't, on you Notre can't Dame. Do... I, I, I mean, but it's more just the coaches, just game planning. Well. So Notre Dame, you get that time off. That's, Boys are pumped that's gonna up be the, for that Notre the Dame. The first game. big home game. It's probably going to be game day. It's probably going to be a night game. They had the time off. You, you know the fans are going to be going crazy. I, I think Clemson's going to yeah. take that game. I couldn't my, be more my, excited to have Notre Dame at home. That's gonna yeah, be, it's going to be, gonna be awesome. Awesome. The, the, the only thing that could that worries me, obviously Notre Dame's got a lot of talent returning, is 
Golson could potentially just put the team on his back and say, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming back to South Carolina for my homecoming. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to do this for the boys. If, if he's starting. Yeah. Hey, which I think it would be stupid in Notre Dame not to start him. I hope they start really? Zaire. Yeah. Really? I hope they start Zaire. I, I know so a lot of Notre Dame fans who are a lot higher in Zaire. They're just tired of Golson's turnovers. Golson, I mean... <laughs> Golson has the ability to ball, you just ball out, and he could win you any game, but he could also lose you any game. And and that's up, what scares you as a Clemson fan. Up until Florida State this year, he hadn't lost a game in the regular season, so he was like 16-0. and 0. So, yeah. yes, he, he can losing, lose you every Then he started game. losing a lot. Yes, once, once the floodgates <laughs> open, they open, but uh, he still scares me. But Georgia Tech the week after is the, the thing that kind of oh. scares me most. Right after Notre Dame, you have that long layover. You're prepped for Notre Dame. You're pumped up. You get that W, and then you turn around and you're, you're facing, facing Justin a, Thomas. And a top 15 Georgia Tech team. Who's, they're they're going to be good next year. Just I mean, a different animal. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think Vanderbilt has them down a little bit. He, he really, you know, the last couple of years, they haven't killed us that bad. He really, last year, our defense played very well. Cole Stout just handed the game away. <laughs> we have we you back there behind center. You know, oh, yeah. we probably probably take that game home. Honestly, it was the old blind throwback. The blind throwback. Oh, the blind throwback for a pick six that just changed all the momentum. About to go up 10-0. About to go up even six nothing. I mean, Deshaun just, not even in the locker room yet. Yeah, it was that was, that was just one of the worst. Demoralizing, things demoralizing. But the defense, even through all that, still played a good game. So defense, I mean, yeah, obviously our well. defense is not going to be as good next year as it was this year. I mean, worst case, we can tie them as the number one defense in the country. <laughs> and uh, you know, they, they, but. You know, hopefully, hopefully they're good enough to uh, to slow him down. Robert Smith was suspended in the first half of the game, so you got you got uh, whoever starts back there, whether it's Jadar Johnson. Yeah, a lot of options. A lot of options. Lot. Who do you think? Who do you think starts? Jadar Johnson. Um, I, I think Jadar goes in as the favorite. That, this is assuming you're going to keep Wiggins in the yeah, like, yeah. Wiggins kind of in the nickel Samuel. Yeah, and I mean we don't know what we're gonna see from blanks either i mean i feel bad for or, the or guy. does tj green end up taking the starting I, role i think i don't think TJ i'm afraid starts. of tj green yeah, starting to be honest yeah, i am too um but but the georgia tech game too I, I look at this schedule and that's the out of every game on the schedule i think if clemson's gonna lose one if you lose georgia tech georgia tech goes on to win the coastal you take care of the rest of your business you play georgia, georgia tech, tech in yeah. what Again? Yeah, you play him yeah, again. Can, in that's the a, ACC that's a recoverable loss. You, you beat him in the ACC championship game, and I, I think that's the most forgiving game if they lose. Oh, uh, the, of the three, the three of or the four. three of the three Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, Florida State, and Louisville, and too. Louisville too. But Louisville, they're they're gonna have some question marks. They don't have they have like what ten returning starters. They don't know who their quarterback is. I, I mean, it, it just Louisville. Yeah. At Thursday night early in the year, it's going to be yeah. tough, but and I think Louisville's going to be better as yeah, the year goes on. You know Thursday nights are weird, too. They're yeah, they are weird, weird. Weird stuff happens on Thursday they are, nights. They, they always are, scare me. But, yeah, I, I think Georgia Tech would be the most forgivable loss, like a close game. I mean, yeah. possibly possibly Notre Dame because Notre Dame could have a great year, but we have too long of a layoff to not. No, no, you got have to win that Notre yeah, Dame you, game. You, that's you, a must-win game. Yeah. If you really want to compete for a spot in the playoffs this year, that's a must-win game. But and, uh, uh, yeah, so after Georgia Tech, we had over to Bo- we had stay at home Boston College. They always give us fits. Um, you know, with Adazio. that Adazio, 
Without Murphy this year, though, I feel a lot more comfortable. We we really held them in check behind it, except for his scrambling. Uh, that the defense ju- was excellent. Yeah, it defense was, was excellent. Stout in yeah. The offense. Yeah, and then I mean they got some plays at the end. They probably should have won that game if they completed they that wheel that wheel fast. But I was there in the rain, and mm-hmm. I'm really glad we won. That could have been a real tough, <laughs> real tough trip back if uh, they blew that one. Then uh, after BC, go to Miami, which could be a tough game. What do you think about that one? I don't love it, but I'm actually more scared at NC State the next week before Florida State. Me too, actually. So, I, I, I just don't think Brad Kai is that great. No, like, he's not. all over him. Like, he beat up on bad teams, and he struggled against good teams. Yep. So, Agreed. All and, right, you're going to face they're, a, And they're losing a lot of NFL talent. Yeah, and Al Golden sucks. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> so. my, my, every single game I was like with uh, Miami, I was like, oh, Duke Johnson, you know, Phil yeah. Dorsett, they could bust out. Now it's like, okay, uh, those guys aren't there. Are you trusting Brad Kai? I'm not too worried about that game. I don't think they'll be able to slow us down either. I think Deshaun will have the boys clicking by that one. Yeah. Just uh, b- being at Carter Finley before Florida State. We all we the have talent gap. There. Yeah, the we talent gap is obviously Clemson's. You know their advantage, but they, they give us fits. They they do give us fits. Uh, I, I th- we've struggled there. We lost there. What was it? Two thousand eleven when we were in Barcelona. What yeah, it? was ended up being thirty four thirteen. That was depressing. I was in Paris watching that. That yeah, was miserable. That was horrible. <laughs> we were what, what time of the day was that for you? It was it, night. It was, it was like not, nine p.m. It was, yeah. PM. it was like a three thirty game. Yeah. So it was like nine to twelve. Yeah. It was. It was terrible. We Gross. were about to. There were a couple teams lost that week. We were about to hop back up to number four in the country if we had won. <sighs> That was a tough one. Gross. That was a tough one. But anyway, so after NC State, we get Florida State. Florida State at home. At home, though, they, we're winning that. I feel real confident. We, I'm not worried about Florida State at all this all, year. All this though hinges on Deshaun Watson being healthy for the of full course. year because yes. Clemson's going to have big problems if he goes down. Yeah, I don't trust Schuschler or no. Israel or Brian. Who, who who would you hope to be the backup? I would. I mean. Brian's the most talented. Brian's, I hope it's Brian's Brian. the most talented, but I feel like Israel's just a perfect backup for the Clemson situation. I mean, well, as a freshman, you, though, that's a tough role to fill. Honestly, but I I just feel like he's a little more polished than Brian. Yeah. I feel like Brian has a lot to learn. He had those weight issues last year. I feel like Brian with the redshirt year, and like you, you never really – Israel is a guy, you know, you, you it'd be great you know, if he was a starter and killed it, great, but – I feel like he's more gonna be in that backup role always. So you know, I I wouldn't mind burning his. Re- I'd rather burn his redshirt. I'd rather than burn his redshirt year too. But the thing and with- I think I might trust him coming into game more than Bryant. I could see Israel being more careful with the ball and kind of making some plays. Bryant has more upside, but like if you know if we need to need to just kind of hold on in a game, I think I'd rather have Israel. Yeah, if we need to hold on in a game, I'd rather. Or have just Israel like if too, we have, but- if we have more talent. If- but if Deshaun goes down, I think you got to give Bryant the chance because he's gonna run the ball. He's going to be an effective runner. Yeah, that's going to take pressure off him throwing the ball and off the offense in general. So if I, I agree with you in the sense that if Deshaun's healthy and we just need, you know, he gets banged up for a few plays or he needs to take the quarter off, I'd much rather Israel. But no, if he's done for the year, done for the year, that's a whole different story. Yeah. And when it when it happens, if it do, hopefully it doesn't happen, but Jeez. not yeah. going to work. No, like, but I'm saying, what, what, so many yeah. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of the run game, who do you want at running back this year? What's your ideal carry split type deal this year? Who well, are you thinking? of course I want Tyshawn Dye to yeah. take it, of yeah. course. But I, I still like Gallman, and I really like Adam Choice, but I don't know what his deal will be yeah. going into, uh, I Go, guess, going ball camp. Going I into the so, year. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Could you I, see Choice end up redshirting? 
It would make sense. Would that be the I, worst thing? If Dye and Galman play well, you still have Davidson for carries. Hopefully he's not fumbling. Yeah. And then you have Zach Brooks coming back. Yeah. Uh, I, people were real high on Zach Brooks. He's a great receiver out of the backfield. I think he'd be great. Best, yeah. He, he kind of would be great with Deshaun. You know, when Deshaun's making moves, you know, keeping the passing lanes open, keeping plays alive, just dumping the ball off. Yeah. You know, Brooks goes downfield. I think – you got those three, and it's if if choice is not a hundred percent by camp, I I wouldn't hate the red shirt. I wouldn't hate it either. It's kind of it's kind of up to him at that point yeah. too, though. If he's healthy, like if he's eighty percent and could be a hundred yeah. a few weeks into the season, is he does he want to take that red shirt? Yeah, here? I just don't want another Sharon Peak situation. Yeah, that's what, you know him coming back and him just never being able to get fully healthy. Um, I'm I'm hoping that this year he pulls it out because he that he can ball. Sharon Peak and Peak fan. I'm a big Peak fan. I've really been pulling for him. You know, some recruiting services had him ranked higher than Sammy. Yeah, yeah, no, they, yeah. yeah they were in the same class. Was, uh, some had ESPN him had him, him higher. Yeah, yeah. And you know, he can play. I think he's going to be big for that receiving core this year. Um, you know, as we said to Sean, extending plays, him just making catches. You got Artavis Scott for all you know the short Tay-tay. stuff. Mike Williams for you know the deep plays, the sideline balls, and you kind of you need another receiver to kind of step up and just make the plays that needs to be played that Adam Humphreys has made the past couple of years. You know, Deion Kane and Ray Ray McLeod. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for those guys. But How can those names? I know those names. They're going to be studs. You don't even they have to watch them play a game. <laughs> yeah. Deion Kane and Ray Ray McLeod. And even I mean I know he's not as highly recruited and there's a good chance he, you know Chancey Richards here, but Shadell Bell too. Is this the Shadell Bell? Is this, is this the best? names of a receiving class ever yeah, it's got to be up there it's got to be we'd have there. to do some research just, but it's yeah, got to be up there it's got to be up there it's un- unreal names all <laughs> like three Shadell of them Bell. Ray Ray McLeod. but no yeah I, I, we, we could talk tigers all day um you know we'll, we'll definitely save some more for some future podcasts here but um it's gonna be a great year for the tigers it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great well, year well, uh, so. i'm excited i'm excited i'm excited i'm i really just, hopes you know, have never been heard, heard great Tiger town heard great things now uh uh, Taj's Taj's senior year. We we're number three in the country at the time. Lost to Florida State. They were pretty high, but um, I mean Deshaun's health is is everything to this team. Um, you've been hearing great things about his recovery, but you know we're all hoping for the best. Can everyone listen to the Sport Council? Give a prayer to our boy. Light Deshaun. a candle, please. Light, light a candle. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, I think we're gonna move on to everyone's favorite from segment from jay take it over all right all right all right rock i got some basketball for you today oh, so basketball straying oh, away from the I nfl wasn't prepared for that oh okay all right all right <laughs> um all right so to start off we have video game dame damian lillard from the portland trailblazers from weber state there you go rock there you go Video game Dame. Right, got him. Got him. One, there's one. All, all right, right. All right. We're gonna all pick. Right, we're gonna pick it up a little bit though. All right. All right. Who, who we got? Who we got coming next, Jay? All right. Next, we have someone who's taken off a bit in these past few weeks from the Miami Heat, Hassan Whiteside. From Marshall. 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 <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Rock. Uh, Marshall. <laughs> Uh, oh, man, combining two of my favorite NFL primetime things, the they, from and Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. That was set up beautifully for you. I love it. I love it. Uh, didn't, you didn't see that one coming. Uh, I, you know, I, I love the confidence in it. Um, right, oh, okay, two, two okay. Well, let's see this one. Currently on the Atlanta Hawks, the all-star, Paul Millsap. From Louisiana Tech. Boom. Killing it today. Big rock. There we go. Three and oh. Looking good. 
All right, let's let's see if we can stump him on this one. On the Dallas Mavericks roster, JJ Berea. From I got this one, Northeastern. There you go. Nice. That's four. Wow. All right, one more, one more for the perfect two in a row. The boy's hot. He's feeling it. He's got confidence wow. in sky high. Right, right now. This could be devastation <laughs> if I don't know this one. Okay. From the New York Knickerbockers, this is your squad. Jason Smith. From Colorado? Colorado State. State. Oh! No. Right, State. Colorado State. <laughs> That was uh, that was impressive. Oh, you, you done good there. Oh wow! I don't think I've heard this bad in a while. <laughs> you added it was in your grasp. Oh. That was that was good though. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, man. no. <laughs> it's a terrible. All right, four out of five. That's not the worst. Colorado, Colorado. Oh, man, the the Rams, the Buffaloes. So you wow. know the Rams, the Buffaloes. Wow. All right. You were thinking about Buff earlier. <laughs> buff, and, buff, grub, buff, grub. Comes just kind of. Crazy things going on. A tough year. Tough year. Oh, da- That's da- a whole nother podcast. That's a whole, whole nother <laughs> podcast for that one. I got to thank our sponsors today. Rebel IPA from Sam Adams. Been pretty delicious. Uh, they got a new buyer, Robbie, or is it still, you know, might need a couple couple more. This one, I'm usually not an IPA fan, but I think this one does the tricks. I think that blueberry ale is still yeah, my favorite. You're, you're still I, dreaming I love about that thing. Right? I don't, I've, I've been looking for it. I don't know where you guys yeah, got it. Yeah, it's on the corner around from your apartment. <laughs> right here. I've been looking that saw hard, it today. Yeah. Thanks to our sponsors. Um, sorry for the long layoff, everyone. You know, th- things have been crazy. We were just a little depressed after football season, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, took a toll on all of yeah, us. Yeah, we took a toll on all of us. We got Jay in yeah, here. Glad to have Justin in the studio. Awesome today. having Jay. Hopefully Great to we, be here. We have Jay back soon. Kurt back. Hope so. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll expand. You know, especially as the tournament gets gets around, we'll definitely get some more college basketball talk. Maybe talk about the NBA a little more. You know, we're at the we just passed the All Star break. There's about 25 games left. Article to catch you all up if you want to look it up. Hopefully, coming out with some more articles this week. Uh, yeah, keep sport, an eye out for a, Council.com. a NCAA pool tournament. Yeah, pool. definitely going to be an NCAA tournament pool at some point. Look for the information on the Sport Council book market. Check it every day. You know, <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you, whatever you want. There, yeah, up, up to you guys. But um, yeah, great, great, great episode. Uh, awesome having Jay for the first time and uh, first, uh, first of many with the big fella. There we go. Right. There we go. Right. First of many. Thanks. Looking forward to more. Like Thanks for having me, guys. Time. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Roll Taj. Spider two wiping in. From